I need you, Mommy, he said. She didn't scream. She managed words. It's all right, she said. It's going to be dark. See, outside in the courtyard? It's going to be dark, the little boy said. There are lights everywhere. In the courtyard, on the gates, Regina said. I'll turn on the room light. I won't leave you in darkness. She sat up, still feeling the cling of that little hand. She walked to the French doors. It was spring, and the air was so fresh and beautiful, as if newly washed, and the scent of flowers was in the air. I love the courtyard, Mommy, he said, leading her. Yes, it's so pretty, she said. Hysteria started to rise in her again. She was thirty-five years old, and now she had an imaginary friend. He looked at her again, leaning against the railing. Suddenly, it seemed that the light hit the child's great blue eyes strangely. There was a look of cunning in those eyes. She thought she heard something behind her. She turned and frowned with confusion. And then shock. She was dimly aware of being pushed. She was fully aware of falling. Her scream tore from her lips at last until it was cut off abruptly. Skull shattered, neck broken. Regina lay dead with her eyes wide open. Jackson Crow sat staring at the pile of dossiers before him. This was his first meeting with the man on the other side of the desk, Adam Harrison, white-haired, dignified, slim, and a taste for designer suits. Adam had just handed him the folders. Jackson, do you have any idea of why you're here? He'd returned to his old behavioral sciences unit in D.C. to discover that he was being given a new assignment. His leave of absence, it seemed, was somehow permanent. His last assignment, despite the excellent work done by him and his colleagues, had ended with three of them being dead. Yet if it hadn't been for his intuition, two other fellow agents might have died as well. Local police had not responded to the call sent out, and there was no way to blame himself. Naturally, he did. Maybe the empathy of his superiors had caused them to give him a new assignment, in a different place, behind a desk. He'd heard things about Adam Harrison. He'd worked solo over the years, and for the government where the government could not act officially. Adam went in where others did not. It wasn't because of extreme danger. Rather, it might be considered that he went in because of extreme weirdness. No, he said simply. First, let me assure you, you are not being let go. You will still be working for Uncle Sam, Adam told him. The assignments will come from me, but you'll be heading up the team, our new team. Take a look at this. He hadn't had a chance to look at the files yet, but Adam now handed him a month-old New Orleans newspaper bearing the headline, Wife of Senator David Holloway Dies from Fall into Courtyard. He looked up at Adam. Read the full article, Adam suggested. He read silently. Regina Holloway, the wife of beloved state senator David Holloway, died yesterday in a fall from a balcony at their recently purchased French Quarter mansion on Dauphine Street. Six months ago, the Holloways lost their only son, 
Jacob, in an accident on I-10. While there is speculation that Regina cast herself over the balcony, David Holloway has strenuously denied such a possibility. His wife was doing well and coming to terms with their loss. They were planning on building a family again. The police and coroner's office have yet to issue an official cause of death. The house, one of the grand old Spanish homes in the quarter, was once the killing ground of the infamous Madden C. Newton, the carpetbagger responsible for the torture slayings of at least twenty people. An uneasy feeling swept over Jackson, but he calmly set the newspaper back on the desk and looked at Adam Harrison. That's a tragic story, he said. It sounds likely that the poor woman did commit suicide and the senator is in denial. I'm afraid I've seen other instances in which a woman could not accept the loss of her child. Many people are insistent.